the While You Are Single podcast. O.J. Tokes' new, revised, and updated book, While You Are Single, A Guide to Finding and Keeping the Right Mate for Your Life, is now available. For more details about the book, please visit whileyouaresingle.org. Meanwhile, enjoy the podcast. Here is O.J. Tokes. Hello, how are you doing? Welcome to another edition of While You Are Single TV. I'm glad that you joined the program again tonight. If you don't mind, I'd like to open up in prayer, so let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for another privilege to hear from you tonight. I thank you for the individual watching right now. Father, I ask that you open our hearts to heed your word, open our ears to hear your word, open our eyes to perceive your word, open our minds to understand your word and give us the wisdom to apply your word into our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Welcome again to All Your Single TV. Thank you for sharing and letting your friends know about the program. And I'm grateful that the program has been a blessing to you. If you missed any of the previous episodes, you can follow the link um, that comes with this video and it will guide you to the previous uh, videos from While You're Single TV. Thank you again for joining the program. I have been talking about what makes relationships successful. And last week, I shared three points that will make that happen for you. Number one, successful relationships are began by God. Number two, they begin with God. And number three, couples in successful relationships build each other up. Our reference has been from the book of Genesis. In the beginning, Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And along those lines, we're going to continue with the remaining points that will help you and I have successful relationships. Point number four, where I left up last time, we can deduce, discover, find out from Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, where God said, let us make man. Let us make man. God did not say, let me make man. He said, let us make man. Who is the us that he's referring to? Well, the us is what we collectively know as the Trinity. The Bible actually refers to them as the Godhead, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I believe the Father was the speaker and he was referring to um, the other manifestations of God. God exists in three persons. They are one. They agree in one. And God said, the Father, let us not let me along the same lines. In successful relationships, perhaps you've heard of this expression before. Relationships are about we, not me. Successful relationships are about we, not me. They're about we, not me, not you, not mine, not yours, not what I think, not what you think, but what we think. It's about us. Relationships are not about me, myself, and I. They are not about you, yourself, and your. They are about we, ourselves, and us. In successful relationships, we collaborate, cooperate, and communicate. Relationships are about we, not me. Okay? Point number five, still in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. God said, let us make man in 
our image in our image in order to have a successful relationship you need to have an image or should i say a vision for the relationship successful marriages have a vision for the marriage successful couples in a relationship or in marriage they have a vision for the marriage perhaps you're familiar with proverbs chapter 29 verse 18 it says without a vision the people perish some translations say without revelation people cast off restraints in other words because there's no vision because there's no revelation for the marriage for the relationship the relationship perishes the fact that some translations say without a revelation people cast off restraint the fact of the matter is when there's a vision when there's a revelation for the marriage or for a marriage or a relationship between a couple there is an image or a vision or, or, or something that is central to that relationship that restrains the couple in the relationship from going beyond their marriage boundaries. But when you have no vision for the marriage, the couples are then unrestrained. They cast off restraints and they venture beyond the marriage vows. And this leaves both men and women being unfaithful to their spouses. You need to have an image or a vision for the relationship to work. The truth of the matter is in some cases there is a vision for the relationship. The guy has a vision and the lady has a vision. So yet they have a vision for the relationship, but their vision is different. They have different visions for the relationships. They have two visions for the relationships. And it's my understanding that in some, the word two is the word di, di or di, and is coined from a Latin or Greek word, uh, which basically means two. So therefore, when you have two people in a relationship having different visions, you have two visions. And when you have two visions, you have division. You have division. No wonder division dies. Die vision. Division dies. So we need to avoid being in relationships where there's no vision. And we need to avoid being in relationships where there are two visions. The guy has a vision, the woman has a vision, but it doesn't work because the scripture in Genesis 1.26 says, God said, let us make man in our image. So the vision that you should have for the relationship should be a vision that is a reflection of you both. So how can you have that vision that reflects you both? Well, we can find it out in Colossians chapter 1 verse 15. In Colossians 1.15, Paul writes that referring to Jesus, as the image of the invincible God. Therefore, Jesus serves as the image of the relationship, which reinforces the points I've been trying to make from the get-go. Successful relationships are begin by God and begin with God. So when you have a relationship with God through Jesus, Jesus serves as the image for the relationship. So you already have Jesus because you had a relationship with God first before you had a relationship with the person you're in a relationship with. The other person also had a relationship with Jesus first. So both of you have a mutual image already. Jesus is the center of your relationship. So you both have a vision, who is Christ and his way of doing things. Therefore, that serves as a template that will help your relationship succeed. A psychologist once said that when two people come together, there is friction. And I'm reminded of the mechanical industry. A lubricant is used in the mechanical industry 
to alleviate the friction that happens when mechanical parts come in contact with each other. Engineers use oils or lubricants to ease the grinding of the parts in each other. So for the parts to be able to conduct themselves or move over each other smoothly, a lubricant is applied. Along the same lines, when we have Jesus as the center of our relationship and we understand that Jesus is the Christ and Christ means anointed one and the anointed one means the anointed one has an anointing and in scripture, oil represents the anointing. Therefore, Jesus the Christ, the anointed one being in the center of our relationships serves as the spiritual lubricant that ensures that we do not wear and tear each other apart, but rather we glide smoothly on each other, preserving the marriage and the relationship. So point number five, have a vision for the relationship. Point number six, we get this from Genesis 2.25. It says that the man and the woman that God created and brought together in marriage in Genesis 2.22, they were naked and they were not ashamed. Both the man and the woman were naked and not ashamed. Point number six, be naked and not ashamed. Slow down. I am not telling you to get naked and get jiggy with it. That is not what I'm talking about. So please, please, please do not tell your friends, yo, I was listening to this guy named Tokes, man, talking about single people. And he was like, yo, to have a successful relationship, we need to get naked. Nah, 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 nah. Do not even go there. That is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about being transparent, being honest being open about who you are to whomever you're in a relationship with. In the story of Adam and Eve, God created or brought them together in Genesis 2.22. God brought Adam and Eve together in Genesis 2.22. And three verses later, the Bible's already telling us that they were naked and unashamed right from the beginning of the relationship. They were free with each other. They were open with each other. There was no shame, no guilt whatsoever. But of course, we know they messed up. And they ate the fruit from the tree they were not supposed to eat from. And what happened right after that? They covered up. So when they were naked, everything was cool. But when they covered up, that means there was shame. That means there is something. A lot of us in relationships, we cover up. We put on mask arrows. We are not naked unashamed. We are covered in shame. I want to encourage you before you get married to anybody. I say, I've been saying this for years. My wife is always encouraging me. You need to let them know you got to be naked and not ashamed. You got to be transparent with whomever you're trying to be in relationship with. And they are to be transparent with you because if you're faking it in order to snag them, when you marry the person, it will come out. I can hear people say, well, it doesn't matter. If you really love me, it doesn't matter what happened in my past. It doesn't matter what I'm going through. It shouldn't really matter if you really love me. You're right. 
but you really don't know if they love you. And the best way to really find out if they really, really love you or love the image you are perpetrating to them, you need to let them know exactly what it is you're concerned about. In fact, I'd like to say this. Before you marry somebody and you have something that you feel like if they knew about, they will not marry you. You need to tell them before you marry them. Because regardless of what their response will be, their response to your revelation of what you're going through or what you went through or who you are prior to marrying them will be the same response when you marry them. So in the worst case scenario, you tell somebody about yourself that turns them away. It's heartbreaking. It is hurtful. I know you're tired of going through things like that. Unfortunately, that's life. You tell somebody something about yourself and they leave. I know it hurts, but God can heal you. God will strengthen you and God will reward you because you're being honest. Okay. But that's if, if in the worst case scenario, that's the only drawback. You are dealing with a hurt. Maybe they will deal with it too, but you are dealing with a hurt. But what if you don't tell them? You get married anyway. Well, it's still going to come out. It's just that now the person is still going to leave. But here's the cost. You're going to be hurt. If you not have kids, the kids are going to be hurt. If you not have assets with the person, the assets are going to be hurt. If you have, if you not have in-laws and friends that are, have come together because of your marriage, they're going to be hurt. So in other words, the damage, the cost is even higher. And unlike before, where perhaps the only cost, the only drawback is that you are let go. The person leaves, you deal with the hurt. If you allow the healing to, to happen as, as quickly as God can make it happen over time, that's it. Unfortunately, if you don't tell them and you marry them after and they still leave, in addition to the increasing cost affecting you, the other person, their family members, the kids, the assets, the lawyers, uh, the court proceedings, you also may deal with this for a long time. It's not something that just goes away. The kids don't just go away. Uh, the, the ramifications of what happened just continues. On the other hand, in the best case scenario, if you reveal yourself to the individual you're interested in having a relationship with, if you tell them the things about yourself that you feel vulnerable about, things that perhaps you feel insecure about, things about you that you feel like might turn them away, in the best case scenario, they still accept you. I cannot begin to tell you the freedom that comes with knowing that somebody knows all about you, knows your flaws, knows your mistakes, knows what you've been through, and yet wants to marry you. When you marry that individual, there is security in the relationship. You don't have to wonder if they really love you because you know they really love you because you've been able to share your faults with them and they accepted you anyway. I cannot begin to tell you the freedom in that. And that in itself will create an intimacy in the marriage that will help it last for a long time. In addition, what usually happens when you reveal yourself and tell somebody about who you really are, 
you in turn inspire them to tell you about themselves as well. So I encourage you to be transparent, be honest about who you really are. That will go a long way in helping that relationship become successful. So to round it all up, to have a successful relationship, number one, successful relationships are began by God. Number two, they begin with or in God. Number three, couples in successful relationships build each other up. Number four, relationships are about we, not me. Number five, have a vision for the relationship. And number six, be naked and not ashamed. Meaning, be transparent, be open, be honest. Thank you for watching While You Are Single TV. At this time, I would like to pray before we close for tonight. Father God, I thank you for the individual watching right now. I thank you for all that you've shared. I pray that everything has been received like a seed planted in good ground. Thank you for watering that seed in their hearts and empowering them and me, us, to continue to grow and apply these principles into our lives and relationships, Father God. Thanks for the individual watching. Perfect all that concerns them. Bless them, Father God. Thank you, Lord, for answering these prayers. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for watching while you're single TV. Until next week, take care and stay blessed. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We hope you are informed, inspired, and impacted. If you'd like to learn more about OJ Tokes, his books, blog, music, and his monthly ministry for singles, please visit whileyouaresingle.org. That is whileyouaresingle.org. If you've been blessed by the podcast, we encourage you to please share with your friends. Until next week's podcast, take care and stay blessed.